Three, two, one. Welcome everybody to the Build Different Podcast. And we're back with some high and inside episode 16. We are all very, very relaxed, all for many different re- uh, reasons, but <laughs> we are all pretty relaxed. But we got a good episode in store for you guys. Again, this is episode 16. I'm here with my co-host, Wolfie, who can't hear a damn thing. He needs a hearing aid. He's getting old. Not so white, Chris. And Poppy Devante, your favorite Uber driver. How's it going, everybody? Wolfie. Wolfie, can you lead us off with an opening take? Yes, I can. Uh, we're good. All right. Yo, uh, good to be back, boys. That week went by fast. You know? I feel like we just did the last episode. But uh, I wanted to start with something different. You know, I was looking at stats today. And, you know, with new rules coming out, the game of baseball is evolving. Oh, damn. He's flashing. Flashing some goodies. And him, too. Where's mine? I ain't got nothing. But, uh... So, baseball's coming out with new rules next year, and one of the new rules is the pickoff rules and the pitch clock, which could affect the thing like stolen bases. And I kind of wanted to talk about stolen bases, and I'm a little surprised. Like, baseball's moved towards, like, just home runs and staying away kind of more from slap hitters and stolen bases. But even just last year, and that's even taking away stolen, uh, taking into account stolen bases from blowouts, there was almost a 70% chance a guy was going to be safe. Which is actually pretty good. If you steal three bases a game, you're going to make two of them. And I kind of feel like, why have baseball gotten away from that? Like, catchers aren't throwing necessarily great. Like, there are some speedy guys out there. I feel like teams don't take chances. And I feel like if you could, like, steal guy in second, guy in third with one out, and all of a sudden, like, a fly out, a ground out turns into, like, an RBI. And I feel like instead of just focusing on home runs, why don't they just, like, mix the two more? Like, I guess the new rules might help with that, but I'm just, like, curious, like, why we got away from that. Like, I don't know, maybe you guys are, like, in that home run or nothing kind of mindset, too. Are you wondering why we don't see, like, at least teams with, like, guys, three guys with 20 stolen bases at least? I'll go first. I mean, I can see going two, one or two ways. First, I think that maybe in five years, like the ERA doesn't matter as much. Batting average doesn't matter as much. It's all about, you know, RBIs and home runs. I could see that. But I also, you know, I could see, I think the biggest factor for me anyway is like teams who have very disciplined bat batters are going to benefit the most and probably have the more, have more opportunities than they had in the past. Um, if you combo that with a good base runner. So one example, you know, the Padres, if Tatis is on base and you have Soto at bat and, you know, Soto is in a nine pitch count and there's only two pickoffs they can try over to Tatis, you know, Soto gets ahead in the pitch count, you know, Tatis is going to go if, you know, if he, if he wants to, if the guy's already picked over once, you know, I think because – I think guys who I think that combination and, and the teams that are going to strategize around the pitch clock as well as around um, you know the new pickoff rules and you know they're just just I think teams that adapt the quickest are probably going to have the probably more opportunities quicker than other teams who might be stuck behind because I think it, I think it's going to make for base running to be even more important than, than ever before. 
Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I can. I see why teams gotten away from it because, I mean, it's just the strategy. I mean, teams are thinking a lot when it comes into baseball now. Like, there's just so many different metrics and so many different, you know, angles that, you know, they're looking into the game. That base running, it's almost just like it became a little too dangerous. I mean, yeah, 70% is a good number, but at the same time, there's not a lot of, I guess, tries. Because the tries on stolen bases are just going down and down and down. Because as you can see, they're right now, before this new rule, you can pick off as many times as you want. Or, you know, the you're throwing outside or whatever have it. You have that fast runner locked down on first, whatever the strategy is. And then either which way, you know, they're trying to prevent the stolen base. But that new rule, I think you're going to get what you want, Wolf. I think I think we're... It's going to be spicy. We're going to see players like, I think Devontae mentioned it, someone like Otani. If you thought you saw a historic, it's going to be insane, some of the numbers. Offense and baseball in general is going to go through the roof. And this was a small portion of what I was kind of talking about last episode, is that numbers are just going to be insane. Oh, I feel the same. I feel like the numbers now are going to be inflated. And we're going to... Hopefully go back to the 30 for 30s, 40 for 40s. Who knows? Somebody might even go 50 for 50. That'd be wild. Imagine seeing 50 for 50 or something like that. But um, I think there was also a decline on stolen bases because of baseballs being put into play less over the years. And we've seen over the last, well, five to ten years how everything has transitioned more of baseball becoming a pitcher's game than it has been for a hitter. And now we're going to see the the opposite effect. So I think it's just going to work at the end of the day in the hitter's advantage to steal more, put more balls in play, especially with the shift. And we're going to get the Wild West of baseball without the steroids. I think, too, like, and you're right because, like, there's so many teams out there that could utilize it too. I'm like just thinking about like a team like the Yankees, for example. Like I'm glad, even though like Montgomery was a good guy, they got someone like Bader last year who's definitely going to steal some bases. But like think about like the team like the Yankees with Stanton, Rizzo, and Judge being healthy. Now instead of going out and trading for Donaldson like they did last year, imagine if they knocked on the Marlins' door and took in John Birdie to play third base, a guy that gets 40 stolen bases a year and hits 280 to 290. Dude, him in, like, that order would be solid. Like, I understand, like, there's not many guys out there that are stealing 30, 40 bases, but I'm just surprised that, like, some of these teams, like, don't kind of mix and match more. And I'm not saying all of them do. Like, the Padres did fucking what most would, get, like, the best available. But for, like, a team like the Yankees this year, like, I just feel like adding some of that into their lineup would help a lot more than what they have. I want to see that with the Pirates. I want to see O'Neill Cruz put up 30, put up 40, and then keep yeah. Brian come out 30 out of nowhere. And like, where'd he come from? They got the potential. I mean, Key Brian, he's as good. They just need something to fight for in Pittsburgh. I mean, you see it all the time. These players have such lower stats because the team they play for just sucks. Like, the pitchers' ERAs are higher, the batters' numbers are lower. 
I mean, I just I wonder what that's like for a player just playing on a bad team. Like how depressing that could be. <laughs> We've been there. Before. I mean, you're making millions, yeah, or, or thousands or whatever. But we we did it for free at one point. <laughs> I I think just you saying that makes makes me at least value what Sandy Alcantara did last year. On a, you know what I mean? Like just yeah, that's a good point. That's. That's definitely a good point. And then, yeah, I mean, yeah, because for some of those MVPs that had really good years on bad teams, I mean, like when Stanton did, I mean, when he when they were talking about him potentially beating Bonds, even though he completely shit the bed a couple of those times when he was when Stanton was up there early. What about the Grom? A couple of years back with the Mets, had they scored yeah. just one run, he would have won. I think like. 15 games at one point had the Mets score just one run in any of, us, uh, in any of his appearances. That's fucking wild. <laughs> and it's crazy to think about yeah. all the players that actually stick with their teams. Like, not even just, like, currently, but even just in the past. Like, knowing their team damn well wasn't going to win shit, and they stuck with them the entire fucking time. That's got to be That's why Mike Trout, Like, what does Mike Trout see? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, they, oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I understand the money. But are you gonna sit here and tell me that if Mike Trout didn't enter free agency, that he wasn't gonna get that contract with anybody else? Oh, he definitely. No one, no one was gonna give Mike Trout that. The Yankees would have probably given him fifteen years, six hundred. Someone would have simped for Mike Trout if he touched free agency. Yeah. He sees, he sees something that nobody in the fucking world sees. Yeah. Dude, well, you know what's crazy to think about? <laughs> Nobody has another know. question. Well, Shohei saw it too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was going to say, even with Shohei, like, it all right. Pulls. Say the Angels blow this year, which they probably will. Let's just say they probably won't make the playoffs, most likely. If they don't make the playoffs and Otani leaves, do you think Trout would ever <clears throat> be vocal about, like, I got to get the fuck out of here? Or do you think he's just going to be quiet? I don't know if you could read yeah. that. But... Yeah, see, there you go. That's what I'm saying. So, like, what would you do if you were Trout? Would you want it? Like, would you, if they don't make the playoffs again this year and Otani walks, send both of them stay... to the Mets. Send them both to the Mets. <laughs> you tell me you want to stay there. Fuck that. I Mike Trout. I mean, he would have already complained because this is like this is crazy. He's already had some really insane years, and they've done nothing. They've They've had Albert Pujols and Josh Hamilton and him in the same lineup when they were all relatively cool still. <laughs> and, like, now they have Mike Rendon Trump. and him, and they got this crazy, then Otani, and they got this all this craziness, and if they still don't win, I still don't think he'd say anything because he hasn't said anything yet. I mean, he signed this ridiculous contract for a reason. I don't I don't get it, man. I don't, I don't get it either, but... Mike Trout is just one of those old-fashioned players that just gives it to to the team that drafted him. He saw where he wasn't even, you know, the best in his class and how much he's progressed all the way to the top. You've never heard Mike Trout say that he wants to play for a championship team. No, no. Look Otani. Otani has, like, three years, and he's, like, since, since year after year one, he said he wants to play for but a it's... team that can. Win a chip. But for me, it's like, how how do you not want more? Like, how do yeah. you... Well, wasn't he last year... Didn't they... Unless I'm remembering it wrong. Didn't they start off pretty good last year? 
and then lost like Maybe. 13 or 14 in a row. I think that was the first time he ever said something like, I just want to win or something like that. I think, yeah. unless I'm remembering it wrong, but he didn't like necessarily nah. trash the Angels. He oh, just kind of like was frustrated. They were, they were, I want to say they were in first place because everyone was talking about. They, no, no, they were. Them and, then and they the, lost the Dodgers. The yeah, I was gonna say it was something. And then bad. the Mets. It was. It was like the. It was like that for for the beginning of the season. It was like that West Coast supremacy versus the East Coast. It was like, oh, the the Yankees and the Mets are leading their division. Oh LA yeah, and LA. the Dodgers oh, leading yeah. the division. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All uh, for the San, Astros and then San to beat Diego the Phillies and in, the, in the World Series. <laughs> yeah. Right? Just, you just love it because, you know, it's always that, that – it's always those people from from the Yankees fans, you know, the Mets fans, rah, rah, rah. And then, you know, just doesn't pan out. doesn't pan out in October. Listen, man, I, I wish I still worked yeah, at right. Got there, Let me tell you, there was this – there was this fucking guy, man. There was this guy that would always come in, and he would get his uh, his natty daddies. Uh, if you don't know what they are, they're like these, like these, like you know, these beers, and they're like disgusting. They're cheap. So he was like a bus driver, and he would come in and get a bunch, and he would always talk shit because like the the Nationals, what they were good for before they won the World Series was being having like amazing ass teams, but just fucking losing in the NLDS every fucking time. And he would just come in and talk shit. But he was a Mets fan, so it would get me tight because the Mets weren't any fucking better. And then, you know, the Mets lost the World Series and everything. And then fucking the last day at Rite Aid was like, like, was funny because it was Bryce Harper's also last day as a national. And I really fucking wish I could talk shit to that guy again. That That's why baseball is beautiful. Random memories yes. like that. Yeah. yeah. That's, You're right. You fucking Mets right. fans. He would always come in and talk shit. He'd probably he's probably so broken now. He's uh, <laughs> loving the Steve Cohen money now. Traumatized. <laughs> well, how does just, you, should, yo, you gotta te- you gotta text him? I was gonna say you gotta text him and be like, ha ha ha, Correa, and just like that's it. <laughs> but that's <laughs> Wolf. How does it feel as a Mets fan? So like. You guys went to the World Series 2015 or whatever. And then after that, you know, the Nationals win the World Series. And then the Braves win the World Series. And the Phillies get to the World Series. And then you guys get Cohen and spend all this money and win 100 games. Still haven't done nothing. What's up, man? That could have been the greatest team that never won a World Series in the last couple years. Who? No. Who? The Mets? The Mets? No, I was gonna say, I would if this was like ten years in this. Like, let's say, like, all right, he's on the team for two years. If this is like eight years and we ain't even sniffing the playoffs, I'll be pissed off. The only reason I wasn't too mad in 2015, especially in 16, 16, our team was terrible, dude. 16, we had Jose Reyes still, uh, but in 15, yeah, we got Cespedes, but you got to think about it, we had Daniel Murphy go off out of nowhere. So much so that you guys even signed him. And no one would have sniffed him like a year before that. So that was more like a destiny run. Like, it's hurting more, I would almost say, now than it was then. Like, like like I said, if like this year we get like schlacked in the first round again, 
you'll see me way more pissed off than I was six, seven episodes ago when we lost. Because I was upset when we lost. I even said I was disappointed. This year, I'll be fucking pissed off. Because there's, like, no excuses anymore. Like, we need to win. Like, if we go into next season, too, in, like, a first-round bounce, and we don't sign a big guy like Otani, I'm gonna be fucking livid. Like, there's no excuses anymore. So that's it? You guys just gotta lose and sign Otani and it'll be okay? No, like, I have... I, like, my plan right now for the Mets is they gotta sign someone at the deadline or they're not winning the World Series this year. Like, their rookies are gonna be good. But even look at the Braves. Like, they had rookies last year and they still got bounced. Like, bro, you need some fucking big bats. Like, that's why I was hoping, like, you guys didn't sign fucking Devers. Because I was thinking, like, oh, maybe just that, like, like, get them for half the year and then you guys sign them at the end of the year. Like, that's off the table. But, like, I hope there's that one, like, giant bat out there that maybe, like, a guy I'm forgetting about that might be a free agent next year. But most of the guys, like Machado, Otani, they're locked down. Unless Otani does get traded, which wouldn't be the We could trade thing. you Heimer Candelario. <laughs> Take Victor Robles. After he goes .235 and 10 home runs, 32 RBIs halfway through the season. Take him over Darren Ruff. <laughs> Do you think Otani <laughs> would get traded then? Like that's like that would be the only guy I think I think of that's like that big of a bat. That trade package would probably like to discuss that trade. It's probably going to take a couple weeks because like all the assets that have to move in that oh, trade yeah. is going to be insane. Yeah, that's what I was going to say because that's the only guy. But no, that's my. But thought, if the so. Angels don't trade him, and they're having a bad season at that point, they are going to be one of the stupidest franchise. Like they're going to yeah. have to like. Uh, they would have to relocate the Angels. Like it, it would be all time bad if they fucked this up out of because the Angels. Like we can all agree. Like the past, you know, ever since they've won the World Series, it's been rough. Like just watching this run right here has been absolutely rough. But like losing Otani and getting nothing out of that would be just horrendous. Like absolutely just. I hope got, so. Like getting nothing out of tr- getting nothing out of pools. It. Getting nothing out of Hamilton, getting nothing out of Trout, and then just getting nothing out of well, what else do you, does the Angels need? <laughs> like we gave you Pools, we gave you Hamilton, we gave you Trout, and we gave you Otani. <laughs> Dude, even Rendon had to, came off a good year that year, and he just blew it. I figured that would happen though. He just wanted his money and go fucking. Right. He just wanted to fuck up. He bought a. He bought a. Uh million dollars worth of bonbons <laughs> look it up <laughs> i tried to keep a what, what's your source <laughs> <laughs> yo i just had this random ass thought all right hear me out hear me out so if baseball players were boxers and right, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Jose Altuve versus Derek Jeter in a boxing fight. Who would you pick? Jose Altuve. If you learned anything, and if you ever watch wrestling, those who lie, those who cheat, and those who steal make everything better. And why not Jose Altuve, who lives up to the name already? Like the late great Eddie Guerrero. Wow, that was that. I I like that because 
on one hand you have Altuve, and then on the other hand you have Derek Jeter, who I was like, I look at as like a pristine record. But right, I think I would like, pick Derek Jeter because he was just consistent, and I feel like that that's got to lead to like good stamina, and he's got he's got the height advantage slightly. <laughs> no, because like yeah, so you bring up a good point because Jeter he would just like I feel like he would last. He'd be like, oh yeah, you you can't cheat. Yeah, come on, fool, cheat now. And Altuve would just be trying his fucking hardest and just, you know, fucking hitting him with, like, you know, in the back of the head, under the fucking belt sometimes. Damn. So, I don't I don't know who would win, though, because I'm trying to... At first, I was thinking Jeter, like, 100%. But then there's, like, a part of me that thinks Altuve's going to come in there, like, so scrappy and so quick that he's going to be like... Like, I feel like he's going like... to come in true in tobacco. Like, Bro, he's gonna crazy. be like speeding Gonzalez. He's gonna come in there, take a couple shots, like back out, a couple shots back out. Like he might be like like sh- like quick hands and like I don't know, man. Like it's gonna be it's unless Jeter's height advantage just one shots into the head, <laughs> then it's done. <laughs> I feel so like almost... Jeter could take many hits though. Like I feel like Jeter could take way more hits than Altuve. I'm gonna I follow agree. you up and say A Rod versus Veritech. Who wins in a box? Oh, oh A Rod's whooping his ass. No way. Her slap. No way. No way, dude. Yo. Yo, Veritech. Nah, A Rod actually sh- boxes, bro. Nah. Nah, nah he's you know why, though? Now. <laughs> you know why, though? Some dude was wearing a Veritech jersey, and Veritech was like, yo, what's up? And he was expecting the guy to be like, yo, it's Jason Veritek, right? <laughs> but nah, the guy didn't know who he was, right? Fake fan, right? And and Veritek got pissed off. You could just tell he was he was fucking wanting to kill the guy. There's no way he beats no way Alex Rodriguez beats Veritek. No way. Yeah, dude. In an actual <laughs> boxing match, listen, you gotta understand, Alex Rodriguez is smart. Very, very smart. He will win a boxing match with Jason Veritek. Nah, you know what I see? First, with, with Jose Altuve versus Derek Jeter, I see, like, Eddie Guerrero versus The Rock. And then, you know. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> fuck. Nah, you said lie, cheat, steal. Eddie Guerrero, right? That's who I – and then he was the big – he was one of the big guys that I remember watching growing up versus The Rock. Fuck you know what comparison I guy. have for Jose Altuve, though? I have Kurt Angle. Like, like he's not, <laughs> like, like he's not, like he's not trying to be Craig the bad guy, but he is Derek the Jeter. bad guy, and he's yeah. like him versus the fans, even though he's still a really good, he's like really good at what he does, but like everyone's just like you suck, and he's just like flipping off the crowd and shit. Which Kurt Angle off the perks? <laughs> nah, 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 with the hair, with the hair, <laughs> the broken freaking neck. Now, off the then, perks, that's like that's like Manny Ramirez, Los Angeles Dodgers. They're like almost the same height, too, actually, now I'm looking at it. Dude, I don't know, man. Jason Veritek's fucking brolic. He'd just smoke fucking A-Rod. But it's a boxing. That's... If you said MMA, Je- Veritek's fucking wiping his ass. I, he's, he's fucking, what's his face? What's his face? The big, the big bald dude. Tyson, Tyson, what's, what's his last Tyson name? Tyson Fury? 
Yeah, it's Tyson Fury versus Wilder, bro. Come on now. Jason Veritek nah, I, is fucking same same would, body type. I would probably say that as like Frank Thomas versus like the panda. Nah, not the panda. Frank Thomas nah, versus a panda. Now so... <laughs> <laughs> nah, imagine Barry Bonds as a boxer though. Barry what Bonds. What about, who you think? Mark versus Mark Judge McGuire. Stanton. Yeah, Judge I was thinking Stanton. that actually. That was actually one of the ones I was thinking. <laughs> they uh, too far I, I don't know because I feel like I feel like Judge goes to like church six days a week, and I feel like Giancarlo Stanton like genuinely like eats a bowl of nails. So <laughs> he ain't he ain't Mike Stanton no more. He's Giancarlo. I think Mike Stanton would have would have done better though. I think you got a point, Mike Stanton. That he that was a cold dude. Bro, they're <laughs> gonna the situation. Swing. They're gonna swing <laughs> throw one punch and they're done. Both of them. They're gonna get injured. Who? Both of them. They're judge. Yeah, both Stanton and Judge. They're gonna break their ankle like while throwing punches and then they're done. <laughs> Damn. Judges see that, that like, like before last year. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah, I got one for you guys. Bogarts or Devers in a boxing match? Devers. Devers. I don't I know, Devers is do. fat. That's exactly why. Be eating punches. I feel like Bogarts is gonna tire him out because like what if the fight gets to like round four? <laughs> nah, you know it it and honestly it depends. It depends on when the fight is. You know why? Because I remember Xandar when he was when he was first like his first few years in the league, he could not hit in April or May. He could not hit until it got he, until it got fair. warm out. <laughs> so it depends on the fight. It depends when the fight is. If the fights if the fights in a cold month, I'm taking Devers hands out. Yeah, I got a really funny one. <laughs> Bauer or Clevenger? Well, they're fighting each other, so, like, I don't think they can fight men, so, like. <laughs> tough that's so, you think we're winning in a tag team match? Bauer and Clevenger or Herman and, and Chapman? Oh, Herman and Chapman. That's what I was thinking. No. Yeah. Chapman was a fucking choke slam, you yeah. said? Yeah, I think Chapman was choke slam. <laughs> With the left hand. It oh my god, Jose like... Reyes is their fucking manager? Wow. Yeah. And Ozuna's on the sideline. Starling like, Castro and Addison Russell is the fucking commentary team? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Eric Gagne versus Barry Bonds. After Barry Bro, Bonds. Barry bo- Bro, the moment Barry. the match starts, Barry Bonds isn't even throwing hands. He's like picking him up and just snapping him in half. Ripping him. <laughs> trying to think of some other good ones out there. I mean, go on. Yo, on. speaking of Barry Bonds, though, <laughs> to, change, to change the subject. So, oh the Hall of Fame, right? So, Scott Rowland was just inducted into the Hall of Fame. He was just voted in <laughs> out of everybody that was there. Out of everybody that was there, they said Scott Rowland is the guy. So uh, that, um, how do you guys feel about that? 
I mean, uh, Chris, you go on this one. I, I can't. I can't. So I, you're I, wearing I the red hat. I was looking through it. Yeah, and I mean, the thing here's here's the things that what he has going for me anyway is is his gold gloves, right? You can't deny he was he was a great great fielder, world class fielder for a decade. He had eight gold gloves, right? So for for a decade, you know, because those other two years he was probably you know above average at least. He's a great defender, you know. He made some All Star games. He won what one ring? I think it was. He but what what I don't get is he was never the best player on his team, and I think that's what like really gets me to say like what the fuck are you doing? Because it's like. What is the standard to get in now? Also, like, he, the dude only had 319 home runs. Like, I'm not saying home runs should be, like, something that, you know, qualifies you or something, but I don't know. I just – I just the it, what, what pisses me off is the MLB wrote, like, clutch hits, great defense, Hall of Famer. And I'm like – I I guess, but he only won one one ring, and he was never the best player in the league or on his team. And I don't know. That's that's just I'm I'm like there was better choices. Rookie of the year. I mean, like, why did Andrew Jones not make it? Why? What about Gary Sheffield? Like, like Carlos I thought Beltran. Jones was get it with all the hype that they were putting behind them. Some of the percentages. Like, well. No, you bring up such a good point because that's actually the whole thing that frustrates me out of all this. And every time they do this, is that they'll pick like a guy like Scott Rowland, and then every other guy, it's like, well, what's their excuse? It's like you can't have the standard one way and then completely have the standard for another guy another way. Like I can kind of understand the PED argument. We that like, we get that, but when it comes to base stats, of guys like Scott Rowland or Helton. Or even Billy Wagner, like, how come there's certain guys you let in and there's certain guys that you don't? It's just, like, you got to, like, have, like, a good guideline. Or, like, you kind of have to maybe open it up a little bit more to where it's, like, maybe some more memorable names. Or you got to keep it really tight and be like, no, either yes or no. Like, pick something. I would almost, in a way, more, like, see, like to see a little bit more openness with some of these guys that, like, we remember, like, Todd Helton and Andrew Jones and let them in. But, like... Because of the, the, the direction they're going no, already. Them. No, like, like, I mean, like I said, it's either you do it or you don't. Like, that's the only problem I have now. It's like, like, I, like I feel like you're too far in. Already. You want two rings. This is this is my issue, right? So we're gonna we're gonna sit here, and we're gonna. I'm not even gonna say Pete Rose because if I'm being honest, and I'll just say it right here, I don't want Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame because of his doing with underage females. Whatever that that's that that. That you got do your research. It's it's there. It's a thing. It's an actual thing. Um, that's why I don't fuck with Pete Rose. But my thing is Barry Bonds, right? So the Hall of Fame, all collectively, they decided to take a big stand against steroids and Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens. You know some of the like real greats. Whether Barry Bonds did steroids or not, he's gonna go down as. One of the most famous players to ever play. He has the records. It it's not it's undeniable. 
If you really wanted to take a stand, you, you could have easily taken a stand and stopped him before he got any of those records, but you didn't. So my thing is, is your best way of, you know, just, you know, this is baseball is to not induct Barry Bonds, but to induct Scott Rowland, who it, the Hall of Fame should be something where it's a definite, it shouldn't even be debatable. And this Todd Helton, like how is Todd Helton even close? Todd Helton is, he played in cores and his stats are completely debatable. He's barely in if he's in. And it's a joke if he does get in. I'm, I'm sorry, but like, I don't, it, it's going to be, it's asinine how we're going to let Scott Rowland in and eventually Todd Helton. But, you know, we're, we're going to say Barry Bonds has to take the back seat. And if Barry Bonds takes the back seat, that means Alex Rodriguez and Manny Ramirez have to take the back seat as well, which, which sucks as well. So. That's crazy. I just learned something new today. I don't even know what the fuck to say at this point. Like, <laughs> like just skip me right now, cause yo, there's just like I had a whole billion different things, and now reading this is just like, damn, I spoke all this good shit about Pete Rose. Fuck Pete Rose, yo. Yeah, that was some stuff that came out a while ago. I didn't realize Todd Holland has. You know what it is though? Is I agree with you on that. Is that you shouldn't have to think about it. But that's the problem. Is that They've already gone past that, which is why it's frustrating. It's like because even like Devontae said, yeah, like Scott Rowland has two thousand seventy seven hits. Helton has almost twenty six hundred, and they actually showed yeah, his, yeah, and they showed his splits. His splits actually aren't even bad. He's like a two eighty six hitter, like away Todd Helton. So it's not even just like the cores effect, but it's just more like you said though. Like I sh- I do agree. Like either you do. That's why I said you got to pick one because when you think about a guy, it's like is he a Hall of Famer? then he shouldn't be. But then what right. the fuck? You let certain guys in, and then also, like you said, but then you took a stance on the PE. Like, like, we still got Billy Wagner still fucking waiting. Yeah. One, of the, one of the best the of all time. <laughs> yeah. How, how is Chris Shilly not a Hall of Famer? Because he did everything the clean way. Bloody sock. You saw he did it in 04. Because they'll say exactly what Saxby There's just a lot There'll be guys out there that'll debate it. Be like, if I have to question it, then no, which is the sad part. But then, like you said, it's like, what's the guideline? And I hate that you took a stance on the PED thing. It's like they had a pile of papers of problems they had to solve. And the PED thing was the first one. And they were like, all right, no PED guys. Then it was like, these guys are the next one. And they still haven't figured out what the fuck to do. Like, it's a fucking mess. Like, you're really going to sit here and say no to Barry Bonds, but say yes to Scott Rowland. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and pass on A-Rod. Like, Even imagine telling that to know. someone who is living during that Barry Bonds era, like whatever. Ask even someone yeah. after he got Barry popped Bonds, for steroids. Maguire and Sosa at the. And if fucking... you're, bro, if you're that worried, have like a section in the Hall of Fame that's like the 2000s or like the late, like whatever era that was. Like name it a certain era, like not. Steroids, don't even name it. Like just it. put them in the back of the Hall of Fame, but don't even fucking. Like I'm saying, like you don't even need to make it. Like you don't even need to put an asterisk. Just like have a section. Don't even let them have a speech when it's their fucking time. Just do something shady and be like, "Oh, their speech was canceled due to weather or some shit." I don't know. Do what you gotta do, but let them in. They're fucking baseball history. (laughs) What are we doing? And it's good that you bring this question up now because when you think about it, look at the direction baseball's in now. 
when we're in like the next ten to twenty years, we're gonna have guys that didn't pitch seven to eight innings, so their their innings are gonna be lower. There's gonna be guys that strike out more, so their averages are gonna be lower. But it's like, are we gonna let them in because oh, it's the new way of baseball? But then that modern of baseball gets shunned. But then these guys that maybe make the cusp get shunned. So it's like the whole fucking thing is a mess, to be honest. As much as I love baseball. That's the one thing that always is a mess every time voting season comes around. There's a conspiracy behind it. What's the standard? What's the uh, conspiracy theory? I have no fucking... I don't know. I'm just talking shit on my ass. (laughs) (laughs) It's either that or political. Like, what is it, bro? I mean, even like... Even like... Gary Sheffield and, like, Andy Pettit, like, these are two Yankees, and I, I feel like, to me, those dudes, I think, like, 90s Yankees just straight champions. Like, I don't I even think care Andy about Pe- the well, resume. They were just straight champions. And Pettit was their ace for some for, you know, some of it. I'm pretty sure he did steroids, Andy Pettit was taking steroids at one point, too. It's crazy. True. And so, well, yeah, so was Sheffield, yeah. If you no, are a, that's champ, champions and cheaters, damn. So I mean, like, do you? So that means that the whole, the entire Astros team is just disqualified, straight up. Exactly. Alex scored too. What, what are they gonna say about Justin Verlander when it's his time? Oh, he pitched, so he wasn't getting the batting. Like you know, no one pitch was coming. Yeah. Uh, we'll take away his right. That he's one of the Yo, greatest humans of all time, bro. He's like, I would love forget. to live his fucking life. Let's go, Justin Verlander. You're going to make an excuse for Carlos Beltran not being in the Hall of Fame. Dude, he got like fucking 46% of the votes. I would love to hear people say, like, if that That's good, happen. apparently, because, like, fucking seven years ago, Scott Rowland only got, like, fucking th- 8%, 10%. So anything is possible. Really? I don't. Is that true? Yeah. No, Scott Rowland. They said he had the biggest rise of all time because, like, seven years ago, he only debuted Holy at like eight percent, ten percent. Oh my god, I didn't know that. That's Bro, crazy. and it makes no sense because the same voters are voting every year, aren't they? So, like, off. if you don't vote for him. Scott Rowland one year, what is convincing you to vote for him the fucking next year, bro? What is, what is it? Did he do well, something nice for the mo- community? Did a highlight come out that we didn't see? What? What? That's that's the thing. It's like they're trying to adapt, but then these guys, like you just said, like a Billy Wagner. It's like, well, then what? Like, is he gonna get it in fucking seven years too? It's like, it's his, why not just do it now? <laughs> like, it's his whole. It's it's Scott Rowland's whole career. Good defense, timely hits. That's what happened. <laughs> No, I mean, listen, I don't I don't want to take nothing away from Scott Chris Rowland. I mean, he was a very clutch hitter, won the ring, you know, great defense. I don't mean to sit here and just shit on Scott Rowland. But it's like, damn, man, I want Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. And I'm selfish. I want A-Rod and Manny in the Hall of Fame mainly because, like, fuck. We got some of the greatest hitters of all time just sitting outside the Hall of Fame while Scott Rowland is just chilling now. Fred McGriff is just chilling now. Babe Ruth is rolling in his grave right now. <laughs> Babe Ruth is... He's still alive. He's still alive out there yeah. somewhere. Somewhere. In Otani. He was resurrected. 
Otani's a clone Babe of Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth would be beside himself at all the shit going on these days. They'd be like, steroids, all I Otani needed was, was hot. Factory. Glizzies. Glizzies <laughs> and my weenies. <laughs> and abroad is my doctor. The Minnesota Twins, they actually traded Areas to the Marlins for Pablo Lopez and two prospects. Wild. Fleeced, in my opinion. I like Areas as a hitter. I mean, obviously, he was the, you know, the, the AL leading hitter last year, but I still think it's a fleece. Yeah, I agree with that. You know what it is? Is that in retrospect, if you just take the two top players out of it, Lopez and Arise, Aris, if you put them on each team, they help each team a lot. How they acquired them is a different story, and the fact that the fucking Marlins did it now, after doing nothing all year and being so far behind, is just baffling to me. Like, I guess maybe their thought is, like, there's some contract time left on them, so they'll have them around, like, in case they build something. But it's just so fucking, like, random. It's like, it would almost make more sense if they got, like, rid of him and Alcantara and all these other guys and just did a full rebuild or, like, added on more pieces throughout the offseason and then did this. But to do this now and then lose one of your best pitchers in the process just is, it is so bizarre to me. It makes no sense. Blame it on Derek Jeter. The Derek <laughs> Jeter effect. Trickling down. Because, like, what's the point? Like, all right, you got a great hitter. You lost one of your – but, like, all right, even if they replace their pitcher, like, it's just – they're so far behind that it just makes no sense to me to, like, go out and get, like, a slap hitter for, like, no reason. I don't know. Like, I know we said that thing the other day about their sneaky lineup, but, like, is that really going to change anything at the end of the day? I mean, we're going to see now that Chisholm is playing center field. See how that goes for them. I guess they're just trying something. I don't know. Like, I guess that's the only thing I can give them credit for is they did something. But at the same time, like, if you got fleeced and you got, like, a guy that has zero pop and just as, like, a contact hitter, like, I don't know. I feel like you could have probably got more. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't know if – if it was that the best trade available for them and you know the only part that makes sense for the trade is his contract like he doesn't become a free agent until 2026 or 2026 so like i get that but it, at the same point it's like what are you planning to do in that three-year window because after the three years he's only 28 years old he's gonna leave or you're gonna trade him somewhere. So like mm-hmm. what is what He's is that three that good, window? Yeah. What does that three year window look like? Who has the plan? I don't even think they have the plan. <laughs> they definitely don't have the plan. But you know who does have the plan? The Minnesota Twins. I like this move because you know, hitter hitters like him, I mean like they're good, but they don't they don't last long in this league. I mean, if you notice, I mean a lot of a lot of hitters that don't necessarily hit for power and they just hit for average, they normally get figured out eventually. I mean, obviously we got the Jose Altuve's of the league and et cetera, but 
I mean, why not go get an ace? Because all the criticism for the Minnesota Twins is to get the ace, get the ace of the staff. And I, I think that's what they did. I mean, I this is a smooth team in Minnesota. I'm buying in. I don't, I'm not necessarily saying they're going to beat Cleveland yet, but I like the team. I mean, Buxton's going to be healthy again. Uh, you know, Correa, Polanco, Max Kepler with no shift, Joey Gallo, as Devontae says, Joey Gallo with no shift. Come on, the savior of the twins, Joey Gallo, bro. And then they got a whole bunch of scrappy guys, and then their pitchers. You got Pablo now, who's going to be with Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, Maley, Kenta Maeda. That's a solid five. And then they got they got depth past that. I mean, they don't even need the, the, the true all-stars, Dylan Bundy and Chris Archer anymore. Come on, guys. I'm trying to sell you on this Minnesota Twins World Series championship. They got Jorge Lopez and, and Duran in the back. Come on. I don't know about I don't know about a World Series championship. Come on, Minnesota, baby. Up, They're going to get beat by the Yankees the, in, the, in the first round again. I was just going to touch on that. That's funny. Um, it puts them in a better position. To run it back to the wild card game again, but does it really? Does it really guarantee them two games out of what is it? Two out of three, right? You need yeah, two out of three. I don't know, especially against the Yankees, bro. You got Carlos Correa in year? the postseason. Well, Red Sox this I, year. I tell you one I thing. Mean, no, it's up, Chris. I mean, I, all, all I saw, or I, all I'm saying, hearing right now is Giants and Mets fans are out there saying Carlos Correa is one ankle away <laughs> from career being over. So, I mean, I think that if they stay healthy, they might. I think that whole division, not I mean, not the whole division. I think there's the competitive race we thought we were going to see last year out of the three teams, the White Sox, the Twins, and the Guardians. I think we'll see that this year. Do I think they're going to win the World Series? Yo. That's that's true. That's a good point. I mean, I've seen crazier things, though. Like, (laughs) you saw the Nationals win the World Series. Like, no, I don't think, did anyone think the the Royals were going to be that good? No. The Mets certainly didn't. Yeah, I tell you one thing. You're actually kind of right. Like, this is a sneaky good team. Yo, hear me out about the Twins. I'm gonna. I actually am gonna jump on the second bandwagon. I'm gonna try to sell you guys on the Twins here because, and there's a couple things they could do to really get this team over the top. Hear me out. Their pitching staff is Joe Ryan, who had a 3.5 ERA last year. Now you got Lopez. He was a sensation. Yeah. So, and then you got Lopez as your ace. And Taylor Molly actually has had some good stretches. He's a good project. Another sensation. Ober did good last year. And Sonny Gray, other than a couple of injuries, was overall pretty good as their second and third. So not a terrible rotation. Plus, they also made that trade last year. The guy that's coming back from an injury who was actually an ace at one point, which was Chris Paddock. So that's like a thing they just have in the process. They also have Kent Maeda still there. It's just like for whatever. So like they have options to replace. They have Duran in the bullpen. They got Lopez last year. They have Emilio Pagan, just three right there, good guys. So not terrible on the pitching side. The only thing that's a little lackluster is their lineup. But they do have Buxton. They do have Correa. Uh, Christian Vasquez is a solid catcher. Let's be honest, you guys love him too. 
Polanco has potential to be great again. Now, Gallo is a project, I'll admit that. The one thing I think that would be solid for them is if they actually got the guy that we just said was Luke Voigt, stick him at DH of the first base spot, or even maybe oh. replace like Nick Gordon with David Peralta. Bro, you're talking easily like a solid wild card contender team, especially in like when you had like the Mariners making it last year, like Toronto. I mean, they're pretty good, but like the Twins, like you tell me, like they can't steal a wild card spot, a third spot with that team. Stay healthy, Absolutely. just add on a little bit more, and I think they're good enough to make the playoffs. To be so, honest, so are you calling right now? Two teams from that division make it to the playoffs. Yes. Let me think. Okay. I think two uh, teams from every division are going to make it to the playoffs this year. Really? Yes. Yes. Uh, because in my in yes. my opinion, I think the Blue Jays are definitely going to make it, and then I think it's either the Yankees or the Yankees are going to fall off really bad, and the Red Sox will sneak in. I don't. I don't White even Sox have the Rays twins. or the Orioles making it. And then the Central, I'm going to take the, the Guardians and the Twins. And then the West, I'm going to take the, the Astros. And then the, it's going to be a battle between the Mariners and the Rangers. And the Mariners and the who? The Rangers. Okay. I was going to say, I agree with that. Because I don't think the Rays are going to make it. And then the only thing was why, Chris, I didn't confirm the Twins. is the Maybe there's a shot a healthy White Sox team could do it. That's the only thing I'm going to leave up in the air because their pitching staff is pretty fucking solid. That gets underrated a lot. If Lynn comes back good, Giolito, Cease, like, they have names. Plus, Yeah, but, like, Lance Lynn being as good as he was for the White Sox that one time was lightning in the bottle itself. So, like. Oh, no, I know. I'm not a big Lance Lynn fan. Plus, with the Twins and the Yankees, like, you know, whatever. But I'm just saying, like, that's why, like, I think the Twins could do it. But I'm just leaving the door open for the White Sox. But I agree with you. That's a good take. I do think maybe two teams from every division. I'm bought. I'm bought into what the Red Sox are doing. I mean, fuck it. I, I it, it just I I like it because you know I don't know they Bogarts and Betts are pretty two important names to lose. But I don't know. I the Red Sox they got a fucking formula. Just sign a bunch of veterans and see what happens. Fuck it. I agree. With you. <laughs> Devontae's having none of that. <laughs> yeah I mean my thing about it so Bloom said a few days ago you know the reason why we didn't sign bets was because we weren't prepared to surround him with great young players to have a window for multiple championships my thing also is like you could have had Bogarts and Devers into that if you think that's the if and you JP. think if that is your line of thought <laughs> now, like if you're saying that now and you think Devers is that guy, then why didn't you just keep X and Devers? One. Two, I I do I I am I was at a like I was at like a negative one to a one. I'm at like a I'm at a five. I'm at a like a I'm at a like a like a three point eight right now. Like I'm, I'm starting to feel this team. Just like you said, yeah, like right? we got, we got me, a lot let of. Let me follow you up when you. We got, we got a lot of uh, one year deals, and they're like team friendly deals. Like, it's like okay, what do we got in store for, you know, trade deadline slash like, do we show out 
like our our do we show out Marcelo like early on like they did, like the Mariners did with uh, Julio like it, we we got a little sneaky team and you know I I like that um you know I read that Justin Turner and Alex Cora and other people were were recruiting Duvall and he ended up coming I like that I feel like I feel- there's already chemistry and. Chemistry is a big thing, and it's a bunch of bunch of bunch of vets who, some of them deserve rings, and that could be a very big motivator to just like wanting to just lay it all out. Like, tell me this team right here doesn't sound like a team that would just randomly run into a ring. Yoshida, well, I mean, he's new, but like Kike, Devers, Justin Turner, Alex Verdugo, Duvall, Carcass. Mondesi, and then who had like all the other guys like Dalbeck and Alfaro, and you know it's just like it. That's just a bunch of guys that you could just see going on a run in October. Just gotta get there. Mondesi oh, is still recovering from a from an ACL um, injury he had last year, so we're not gonna have him probably for like the first two months of baseball. But when he whenever he does come back, I think he's gonna shape the lineup very good, and we have a. A lineup to me, if you if you know, you know, 10 years ago, 2013, we had a whole bunch of Mike Carter Prime that, like, you would have never Johnny expected. Jones. A bunch of fried chicken and beer, beer battering monsters that's, that came together, took over 2013, and just dethroned the Cardinals, one of the best teams that whole year. I don't know. It was a 10 year anniversary. And there's just, it's something about baseball with these fucking broken ass teams that just fucking come out of nowhere and just fucking beat the shit out of everybody. Oh, four underrated. One of the most underrated teams in history. We came back and we did it. 2013. Nobody could have ever predicted that they were going to (laughs) win. 2023, 10 years later. I like the sound of that. I don't know. I, I will say the one thing the one thing is to me anyway is the lineup has never been the problem. We've always put out a lineup well in, the, in recent years we've always put a lineup that's out there that's been competitive. The fucking problem is we still don't have arms but we are getting arms and I will say we the biggest move we made was fucking getting rid of Matt Barnes. Big weight off of, I think, a lot of Red Sox fans is seeing him gone. I think people also wanted to see Brazier gone, but, you know, he's he's still around. You know, Because Bruce, of the metrics. Like That's some... crazy. They saved him because of the metrics. That's so wild to me. You, you know why Barnes got cut, though, right? Does anyone? No one saw it? I read no that he got it. cut. I didn't see what happened, though. Matt Barnes got caught at the Chargers football game outside the venue or whatever, spitting on his girlfriend. Oh, Just came out today. shit. So they cut yeah, him. Man. They cut him. They cut him like two days ago. He's going to the white side. Yesterday. And then He's gonna play today with, that with came Bellinger out. And Bauer. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. So I'm glad, no. they, I'm glad they got rid of him. The White Sox can't catch a break either. Damn. She's crazy. 
But yo, real quick, I want you guys to give me your best what if scenario that you got. MLB. I'm going to give you a quick one while you guys think about it. So mine is... I think about the Texas Rangers in 2011. You guys remember that that nice little team that they had, really well put together team that just lost to the Cardinals, Albert Pujols, David Fries, you know Nelson Cruz. Ah, I can't really, I shouldn't be in the outfield anyway. What am I doing out here? You know, ball goes over his head. You know how many players that didn't win rings that would have ended up having rings? So Adrian Beltre, huge one. He he actually did not win a ring ever in his career. I thought that was wicked when I was when I was doing this research last night. Josh Hamilton, even though I really don't, you know, but whatever. Uh, Nelson Cruz. He got the Coke rings. Uh, Nelson Cruz got the Adderall rings. Uh, Michael Young, though, he was a good guy. He was a good guy. He was a good guy. And then C.J. Wilson and Neftali Feliz. I love Neftali Feliz. C.J. Wilson, she. C.J. Wilson was amazing for like four years. And then he went to the Angels where everybody goes to die. It's crazy. I'm going to piggyback off that. And I kind of have like a two-in-one only because I didn't expect to find the one that I'm starting off with, which was in 1947. Both managers of the Yankees and the Red Sox went out to drink. <laughs> you know, got shit-faced out. You know, they got blasted out of their minds. And they proposed the deal to send Ted, the man Williams, to New York for Joe DiMaggio and rookie Yogi Berra. And if you don't know, those two players, um, well, they never concluded to, to, to the trade. And in that same year, the Yankees won a ring. So, you know, that was Yogi's first ring. And he then went on to win 10 rings. Uh, Joe DiMaggio, I think, went on to win like, like five more. And Ted Williams, you know, one of the arguably the greatest hitter in baseball. One of the greatest hitters in baseball. Never won a ring. Went to the World War. Bodied a whole bunch of people. Came back. Bodied the baseball. Like, the man did it all. So, imagine had they traded him, how many rings he would have gotten. And I think Ted Williams would have been put on a higher, on a way higher pedestal had he ever went to play for the Yankees. But... Let's get away from that. Um, I come to learn that from A-Rod being proposed to be traded to the Red Sox for uh, Manny Ramirez. And it was actually a a three-team trade between the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the White Sox. And which would have sent A-Rod to the Red Sox, Manny to the Yankees, Nomar Garcia-Para to the White Sox, and Scott Williams for Mar- for Maglio Odonias, who, if you know, back in the day, was a problem that never really was. Um, and pitching prospect Brandon McCarthy. I really don't really m- m- remember him. But imagine had that happened in 2003. Um, they did a whole article. Manny Ramirez would have had to cut all his hair. Would have been nasty. But that field would have played perfect for him. Um they did a whole a whole article about it and showed that had the trade gone through, Ara would have won his first ring in 04, but they were unsure of 07. And 
vice versa with uh, Ortiz, well, not Ortiz, with Manny being in the Yankees, he probably would have helped um, led the freight train over the, like the upcoming years and whatnot. But I'm glad that never happened. Thank. You. Nah, can we can we talk about that time? <laughs> Sports Illustrated. I'm about to send it to you guys. This shit was crazy. <laughs> Yo, because I'm just imagining two fucking just middle-aged white dudes just out on the town, and they're just like... In New York City. getting Bro, shooting. yeah, just like 12 shots of just Jack. You know, just something real American. Just 12 shots in, and they're just gone. They're like, oh, hey, what if we just do this? And then they got it mad far up until, you know, the last person was just like, what the fuck are you guys even fucking doing? Like, go away. You guys are supposed and to they say that that's the biggest. <laughs> they said that that's the biggest trade that ever happened. That's crazy. That's the, only reason, the only reason why A-Rod didn't get traded was because um, the union came together and said that they, they didn't want to bring down um, what he was getting for his contract. Because Theo Epstein said he would have done it if he took a pay cut every year for $4 million less. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. It never happened, bro. <laughs> Crazy. That is nuts. Jesus. That would have changed, like, history of baseball as we know it. What? It would It would have changed everything. Nah, that um, that specific, that first trade would have changed everything. Because I think trades would have became way more popular if something like that popped off in, like, the 40s. Yeah, Guys would have went wouldn't have stayed as like much trades would have started happening way sooner because trades weren't popular like that back then. I mean, they happened, but it wasn't. Yeah, like... but remember, the Great Bambino is the is the one of arguably like the best trade in, in history but, between. Yeah, but they traded him for a couple bucks. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it was was that a trade or did they just buy him for a couple dinero? <laughs> for it's a couple hot dogs. And... <laughs> Yo, all right. I got a crazy fucking scenario for you guys. Hear me out here. I got a little story for you. You guys brought up the Mets World Series. Hear this trade what-if scenario out. 2015 deadline, Wilmer Flores is about to get traded, which had the tears thing, right? He was going to be sent to the Milwaukee Brewers, and we were going to get Carlos Gomez back to the Mets. Literally at the last second, the deal fell through, right? And we winded up getting Cespedes a couple days later, or like a week later, something like that, which obviously he went off. We went to the World Series. So if we actually traded Wilmer Flores, we would have instead got Carlos Gomez and never even have got Cespedes. God knows if we wouldn't even have got to the playoffs and or World Series. Now on the flip side, to hear how even crazier that trade is, since the Milwaukee Brewers didn't trade Carlos Gomez, they in turn took him and traded him to the Houston Astros and got a prospect back by the name of Josh Hader. So mind-blowing shit that, like, would have happened. Brewers wouldn't have got Hader. Mets wouldn't have got Cespedes. Wilmer yeah, would have Astros would have had Hader. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> Astros would have had Hader. Isn't that a fucking crazy what-if to think about? Mets probably wouldn't even have never went to the World Series. Dude, to be Carlos Gomez, did he even do anything in Houston? No. He, that's where he died. Really. <laughs> so Mets would have... You could make the argument the Mets wouldn't have went to a World Series since 2000, at least. I mean, it feels that way. So that's my crazy what if. What if Wilmer actually got traded for Carlos Gomez? 
And the Mets, like you said, true. Astros having hater, like shit would have been so different. I got one. What if the Oakland A's won in two thousand and one, two thousand and two, when they had Tim Hudson, Barry Zito, and Miguel Tejada, and they won like I think it was two thousand two. They won like a hundred games, ninety nine some games. They were the the hottest team. If they oh. win that World Series, are they the same team they are now? Just a laughing stock. I mean, Absolutely like a World Series not. could change you, right? But what I want you to do real quick is I want you guys you to say the go, same thing about Texas. Go search up the 2000, just Google search 2002 athletics and go to that baseball reference link and then look at all those players' pictures. This looks like a fucking. Bang Bros lineup. No. no they, were, they were tough. They were tough. Barry's, I mean... I Look at Eric Chavez, bro. They were they were the best team in the, in all the video games. Like, it was them versus the Yankees. You, you basically just always play. Look at these guys. Jesus. That is so 2000s. Right? Who is this? Billy Koch. Yo. Billy Cock. <laughs> Fuck Barry Chad Zito was their best player, man. That's crazy. Remember when he got overpaid? Oh yeah, dude. This whole fucking nah. If they, damn Miguel Tejada. <laughs> Come on good. now, the Theo veteran. Go. <laughs> Yo, that team. That team wins. Maybe there's a little bit more revenue to go around. Nah, yeah, I mean, if if the, um... I mean, it helped having Giambi. <laughs> Didn't Giambi's brother play for that team? Or was it the Yankees as well? Uh, No, he was on that team. He was their yeah. left fielder. I mean, he had a 274, but he had an 862 OPS that year. He was actually one of their best players. RIP him, RIP. I don't know if y'all know, he passed away. <coughs> yeah, that's right, he did pass away. Jeremy. Jeremy um, no, Jer- wait, Jason, Jason. No, Jason the Yankee. Bro, Jeremy. It was Jeremy, February Jeremy. 9th, 2022. 22. Oh my Almost god, I'm confused. Bro, let's say nah. Don't don't talk about Jason like that. He's only forty seven years old. <laughs> Jeremy, yeah, it is Jeremy. I was confusing. Wasn't Jeremy? That's probably why they focused him on a lot. Nah, but I honestly, if the Athletics won that World Series, yeah, they would not be the pieces of trash that they are now. I think they they really so what sucks about them losing is because that they tried to perfect this strategy and because they failed that year they tried to do that strategy over and over and over and now they're just beating it into the ground and they're just doing it worse every single time that they're trying um but hey fair fucks to them they're finally their goose is almost cooked yeah i mean big signing today though that's a game changer and what was that? Uh, I already forgot. <laughs> oh, um, first base, uh, Aguilar. <laughs> World Series, here they come. Yeah. But listen, Stacked. 
let's give let's give some closing takes here. Um, you know, the season the season's coming. But I my closing take, we gotta I think we gotta investigate someone very very devious. So we talked about it before and we were kind of you know what's the word? Conspicuous of how Anthony Rizzo resigned with the New York Yankees. Right? And we you found out what? it was the dog. So that same dog is the reason that Aaron Judge resigned with the Yankees. So Aaron Judge told the media that Anthony Rizzo sent him pictures of his dog every day until he resigned. What? There's something up with this fucking dog, man. <laughs> is this true? No way! I don't. You thought, you thought I was playing? When I was telling y'all this. Oh, no, bro. stop! I was just that shocked when I read about it. I'm like, you're playing. He's talking about walking. Bro, dog. I was like up mad late, like a couple nights ago, and then I'm reading this article. I was like, no way, bro! It just said that like Aaron Judge was like, ah, yeah, you know, it was Anthony just kept sending me pictures of his dog, you know, because I have a dog, and you know, they're like best friends, ah. You know, I, how can I deny that? <laughs> wow. No way. I didn't know this. No way. Imagine Aaron was about to, like, he's getting ready to call San Fran and he gets a fucking text from Anthony Rizzo and it's a picture of his dog again. He's like, oh, fuck. I can't do it. I can't do it. Not yet. I got to think like, about this. <laughs> it's got, like, the, the giant soul would have sent him pictures of his dog. There you go. Next to 300 million, like that. <laughs> what? It was crazy. Nah, this dog has some power, bro. Cause first off, this dog is walking around the streets in New York City with Anthony Rizzo, like untouched. That's that's first and foremost. And second, it's helping Aaron Judge get the bag in New York. I don't know. I ain't buying this. You you Red Sox fans, you got you got to feel uncomfortable about this. I was going to say, just, Yankees better give that dog a contract if it's keeping guys like Aaron Judge around. I just don't even know what to say. That dog isn't safe in my hood. Now let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> you get a dog nap. Oh, man. Dog. But what do you, what you guys got to close that. the show with? I'm looking for somebody to steal the dog so that way chemistry and you know the they just can't play without the dog in pairs so so someone's got to deal with the dog you said someone's got to steal the dog oh you said steal (laughs) steal the dog we gotta steal the dog dog. we gotta fucking put a hit on the dog I mean if it comes down to it we might have to I I thought Chris said somebody had to deal with the dog. I was like, wow, man. This episode just got cold. We got to steal the dog and and get some some ransom money. For sure. I I feel like I agree with that idea. (laughs) That's what we got to do. Awesome. Oh, man. Wolfie, what you what you got to close us with? 
I was going to say, you know what? I'm looking forward to because we're actually getting really close to that time considering it comes out in a couple months. I'm fucking eagerly awaiting to see who's the cover athlete for MLB The Show. So that's what I'm going to leave everybody with the thought of. Don't see. Hasn't that supposed to have been revealed? I thought someone leaked it was a judge slash cheater, like back-to-back one. I think that was... I don't think it's going to be judge because we just had judge. Personally, I want to see Papa Julio. Like, just... You did Tatis, do Julio, or if not, go back and... Albert Pujols. Pujols. A yeah. Legends Albert Pujols. Yeah, oh, that would be perfect, to be honest. There's something like... Well, we're going to do an last year for, for their Legends. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they did that. Um, who was the main athlete? Or was Shohei... You and I like to see if they do like legend, like Shohei legend, whatever. I would like to see like a Verlander one, maybe, or just do any sort of old legend then. But Jeter would be cool. Ortiz. I think it'll. I think it would be Juan Soto or um, or Julio Rodriguez. One of wasn't Juan Soto on one recently? No, or am I just no? That was Bryce Harper. Harper's Harper, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm waiting but, for that. Um, we should get news on that anytime. I wish they would just say fuck it and just do a deal with Trout. I mean, I know he's signed by that other random company, but, like, that's another thing. I don't know. That man, Mike Trout's crazy. I feel like you're two years, or, like, a few years too late on that one. I feel like the, tri- the Trout hype is getting lower and lower. Which but, is you unfortunate. Know put, you know who they should put on the cover just for the fuck of it? Because you know what, he's just had a decent career all the time, and he just came Bartolo out. Bartolo Colon. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm honestly, I'm big, good with that. Big, sexy. big sexy. Hell yeah, big sexy edition. That's like the hundred fifty dollar edition. Fucking uh, put put Paul Goldschmidt on it. Why not him and like put like Albert Pujols giving like the first baseman glove to Paul Goldschmidt for the cover. Yo, Matt, yo, imagine they they come out and Paul Goldschmidt's the cover. <laughs> yeah. Just, like I said, the most nah. tame dude. Like after waiting this whole players. time, they're just like, "Yeah, Paul Goldschmidt's the cover athlete." <laughs> Even Diamondbacks fans wouldn't want that anymore. <laughs> that is crazy. But yeah, yo, Devonta, you got a closing take for us? A closing take. I don't know if I mentioned it already or if it got recorded about. Drinking, doing drugs, and balling out in the name of baseball. You must want to do drugs and ball out in the name of baseball. Because <laughs> this is like the fourth yeah, time you're making it. <laughs> well, but that's the thing. Like, that, that's what I was going to use earlier, and I never got any feedback on it. So I was like, did it get recorded? Was it a no-go? Nah, yeah, let's do it. So what? <laughs> well... You've seen throughout history, you know, what being under the influence can do to such amazing players. You know, you have Doc Ellis, no-hitter off of LSD. The legendary Darryl Strawberry in his run in the 80s, doing coke in between innings, coming out after eating a glizzy, and, and you know, maybe your grandmother. <laughs> now, you said edit that one out. Oh, my God. No. Um, uh, That'll be how we started. <laughs> the the epic 2004 playoff run by uh, what were the names that they gave each other again, Chris? The names. 
Yeah. They have they had a fucking nickname for each other. Yo, Chris did Mad Nyquil before this, guys. I'm so confused. Names? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, Johnny Damon. Fuck. I don't know if they were called the Nobodies or some shit like that. I forgot. They gave themselves a nickname. Whatever. Um, in 2004, you know, they were taking shots, pregame rituals. And, you know, they made the best comeback in history. So what that did. Uh, and Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle's career. He was probably drinking like half a bottle of Hennessy. Playing on one ATL, taking over the the center field, crazy. I'm crazy so with that boy there, and then he went home. And he took fucking Marilyn Monroe. And the rest is his. Bro, show. Babe Ruth probably like. Do you, wait? Do you think anybody did crack? Do you think anybody did crack? I think Niger. <laughs> I think Niger Morgan did crack. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what was just said. <laughs> I was listening the whole time. No idea. Yo, Chris, do you have a closing tip? I hope Niger Morgan doesn't randomly watch the show, but, like, Chris, do you have... I mean, my closing take is, you know... Yeah, I, I don't... I, my my closing take is is just Red Sox need to sign some arms. Let's get it done. Don't sign Matt Moore. Fuck off. That's it. The idiots. That's what they were called. The what? The idiots. I don't know if you know that. The 2004 Boston Red Sox were known as the idiots. Learn something new every day. That's crazy. All right. With that being said. um, (laughs) All right. So we're going to conclude the episode there. The 2004 Red Sox were known as the idiots. (laughs) <laughs> Learn something new every day. That is a crazy name for a, a World Series winning team. But um, with that being said, you know, thank you for watching. This was episode 16 of High and Inside, where we make baseball way more entertaining than it actually is. So thank you for watching. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Chris is probably going to die in a moment. We're all going to die. We were all super duper relaxed that episode, as promised. Yep. Make sure you guys just keep following because we got a lot coming. Thank you and goodbye. Yeah. Don't be under the influence. Be over the influence.